Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. What's going on, Coach Luca? Back with the Vigor Life Podcast. And uh, today is after, actually may be the first time that, um, no, nah, it's probably not the first time, but, but it's, it's one of the few cases where, where um, I'll do Q&A, not because I don't love Q&A, uh, because I do love Q&A, but uh, it can get pretty crazy with uh, the amount of questions that come in. Number one, uh, and being across the board and so on and so forth. Uh, and I try to do a lot of answering the questions on, you know, stories, IG stories on a post on Facebook, pretty much with the content that I do. Uh, but I always love and appreciate the questions. Uh, so, you know, keep them coming in, whatever platform is coming in through. I always, uh, I would say, put those down and, and definitely ones that I feel like I can answer best. I get after it in some way or another, whether it's a post, whether it's some type of content, whether it's a podcast. Um, and like I said, sometimes doing a whole kind of, uh, I would say, whole episode on one topic because I feel like that that can be powerful where it's just like going deep into stuff where you have actionable steps and knowledge and stuff like that. Now, with that said, I wanted to bring this up because and it, I, it doesn't matter because a lot of the questions I'll be answering is are, are related to uh coaching and I would say like fitness industry uh, topics, but the the main thing, I like I really want to pre-frame this, right? Like that right now in the time that we live, if, if you're not, you know, because I hear this all the time, like, oh man, like I don't know how to do this or I don't know how to do that or uh, I really want to go into this direction, Luca. I really want to, you know, and I'm going to kind of like fill in the blank here, but let's say, hey, I really want to go into youth sports performance. Um, I really want to, man, I love food and I some way somehow want to like uh, go into the food industry, whether it's opening a restaurant or a you know food truck or start doing this, this that, and the other. Now, I bring this up for one reason, because right now, uh, and, and you still see this, right? Uh, I would say great, like the headlines that pull and the secret to success right? There, there is no secret to success anymore. And, and what I mean by that is that like, they're all out there, right? They're all out. Like you could, I could pull up the phone right now and get every secret to success there is, right? The actual information, actual knowledge, like all of it is out there, everything, everything. Like, so if you, if you're telling me you don't have the, the, the secret, the info, like, man, you're just lazy. Straight up. Like, you're just, you're just straight up. Like, you just don't have the curiosity to do it. And I'll tell you how I, I know some of this stuff, too, is when people hit me up and uh, they'll hit me up about something that they could find on Google within a minute, right? Like, getting good at, like, I, I feel that the skill set of being curious and finding stuff out, figuring shit out is, like, one of the most powerful skills that you can have. But when I'm like, hold up, they, they took the time to message me, but if they like spent even like five minutes, right, five minutes researching it, they could get like a really good answer by somebody that's very, very respectable and what I call believable, right? So like uh, most of the information is free. If you're willing to, you know, I, I would say free information, you certainly have to filter through it um, and you have to sometimes piece it together and it takes a lot of time uh, or you can do you know, go from respected, I would say, people that have been there, done that, still doing it, achieve success in that area, and get resources from them. Obviously, to me, always the best way to go about it is mentorship, coaching, um, you know, directly as much as possible, masterminds, like direct one-on-one coaching. 
but then there's also seminars, there's also courses. I think how we're gonna go reverse on that, right? Seminars, courses, and then you have you know books or even things like podcast videos, uh, things of that nature, right? A lot of it is free. And you know, kind of like as you go up, they're 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 more of an investment. And like in the last two weeks, uh, I've spent like five grand just you know investing in three courses. Like it was three specific things that I wanted to get better at, or that I really really um, admired and respected the person that was speaking about this topic, and I liked their viewpoint on it, and I wanted to dig deep. You know, and these are not cheap courses, but they're high level and it kind of like blueprint, right? Meaning blueprint, like I go through it, I apply the stuff, like, you know, I can get ahead faster. Um, and, and, but with that said, this is like a check. This, this is a check to you if you're like saying that there's something that you really want to get better at and good at um, and it's like you, you feel or you, you outwardly say that you don't have the knowledge or information. It's there, right? It's there, all of it. <laughs> no secret to success. Straight up, you know, you, you, you really, and I always, you know, it comes back to the, the um, you know, I just t- talked to a friend last week and talking about like being, you know, it's like, man, after work, I'm tired. And I was like, man, you know, to tired, tired to work on a project that, um, that, that he says he's really into, which, you know, and I, and I said, look, man, you're not tired, you're uninspired, right? You're not tired, you're uninspired. Now, I'll be the first to tell you because I've had experiences with, um, you know, fatigue and, and not sleeping enough and, and things of that nature that, you know, those things are important. But there's also a really long period of time where uh, I would say, you know, I, I, I worked way, way, way too much and, and didn't sleep optimally, but I was still I was inspired. So that drove me. Right. And, and still does to this day. And so with that said, you know, two different things like info is all out there it's, it's there period you know what i mean um and you know what is the thing that you can tap into to be inspired and sometimes like look it you know i, I can't remember who said this but sometimes there's going to be things that you're going to be unhappy like you're going to be unhappy wanting to do that thing until you actually do it and do it for a while and then that's going to bring you happiness doing it right so uh, you know don't look for inspiration like right off the bat like man work work gets you inspired like work gets you motivated um and with that like it brings me to uh first couple of questions and uh n- number one is what put it this way <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna revert back here because because uh you know steven asked questions say hey what are some of the key indicators that gym ownership is the right move. And you, you could actually replace this like, hey, what is a key indicator that, you know, fill in the blank is the right move? So for instance, I give an example of a rep being a restaurant owner um, or, or just being in a food industry. And I would say, you know, exposure, you know, as much exposure as possible. So what is, you know, what is a way to get exposure without, um, without having the, that massive risk of, uh, or big risk of investment, taking out loans, uh, or going down this career path that, you know, like even if you sign a five-year lease, well, shit, like, you know, now you're committed to this thing. So I would say get as involved in the nitty gritty as possible. So for instance, if you've been a coach for a while, 
that means starting to do uh, things that you're going to have to do as a business owner. Because remember, you're going to ju- juggle a lot of stuff. So when you look at you know, the fitness industry, it's like, hey, you're going to have to create content. You're going to have to manage, meaning uh, you're going to have to manage finances. You're going to have to strategize marketing. Uh, you're going to have to create sales systems. So how, wherever, whatever position you're in, how can you get more involved in that? You know, I've seen a lot of these uh, situations where coaches are like, hey, I want to open my own gym. And year after year after year, you know, it's like where there is an opportunity created, I'll say, hey, listen, you want to do some of this? Like, I'll, I'll not only coach you and mentor you this direction, but you're going to have to do the work. Like, you're going to have to learn how to do some of these things. And, uh, and if that step's not taken, automatically I'm like, hey, you know, you're, that might not be the best fit for you, right? Because the only way for you to actually get more insight and know whether this is for you or if, if, if this is what, because, uh, you know, it might be a shit ton of hard work but you might enjoy it, like, right? And so with that said, like the exposure, as you're working on it, do you go like, man, I can see myself doing this? Or like you're fired up, maybe it's hard, but like you're still fired up to do it. See what I'm saying? So, cause it's very difficult to, to say, I, you know, I can't tell you how many scenarios we've had going, you know, it was like internship, we had an intern that turned into a coach. Um, when I talked to them, what is, what is it that you wanna achieve? And, and there would be, uh, you know, this like, well, I want to open up my own gym someday too. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like, I, I don't know what the, your goal is. Like, whatever your vision is, like, we can work towards that, right? Somewhere down the line. But, you know, after a year, two years, it's like, you know what, man, I don't want to have my own gym, right? Because there's, there's, there's that inside of like, shit, man, like, that, that's a lot of work. Like, holy crap. I, now I see what you're doing. I don't know if I want to do that, right? Um, and I, and I think that's very, very important. Like whatever, um, like I said, this, this friend that I mentioned and talked about the food industry, I said, look, number one, I said, like, you're, you, you know, you cook well, you actually great cook, right? But you've got no exposure, meaning interning in a kitchen, uh, you know, helping out there, setting up events with food, like doing these mini projects that you're not throwing yourself fully into it. Because once, once you commit to a business, like you lease a building, you put a, you know, 50 grand into equipment or hundred grand into equipment, uh, you know, like sign a long-term lease, start hiring people, uh, man, like, I mean, you can get out of it. Sure. But it's, that's going to be costly. Right. And, um, and so once you're in, you're kind of in like, it's like the mob at least for a while. Uh, but same thing here. Like, how do you get exposure? How do you put yourself in that environment? And then when you're working in that environment, like you'll get some, like the voice, the gut will give you some answers. It will like, you know, I, I wanted to say this before I say, Hey, just listen to your gut. Cause I think that's sometimes, um, I, I, I do feel that's the kind of the answer, but, but I think the only way that you could get true kind of insight and, uh, and, and, and answers for yourself is to do it and not to do it for a little bit, but like do it for, you know, like do it for a year, do it for two years. Um, I, I think it's very, it's vastly kind of like people do some stuff for two, three months and then it's like, oh, well, I, I don't think this is for me. And I'm like, man, you can't really know. Like you, you, and, and not only do you do it, like don't do it full blown. Don't do it half-assed and half-heartedly because when you go half-heartedly into anything, you're never going to really truly get the answer. You're not, like straight up, you know, and then, and then down the line, you end up doing the, man, fuck, like what if, like, what if, what if I gave it my all? Like would it have been different? Absolutely it would have been different because every time you give it your all, like you get better feedback, period. You learn a skill set, like your integrity is intact because you're like, man, I put in my best effort into this and I did it for a while. And even though maybe it's not the thing that you want to do, 
you'll have learned a ton from it. You have become better at something. Maybe you built the skill set of sales, some management, leadership, understanding numbers better, understanding strategy better, understanding time management for yourself and your team better. Like you're going to learn some things and then you might be like, hey, you know what? I figured out this is not for me. But through that challenge, you're going to see what might be a better thing, right? But going in only half-ass, you know, not exposing yourself to these different areas that you may not be doing now. So for a coach, right, like I can tell you right away, like when you're coaching is like there's, I mean, there's a lot of responsibilities there. Uh, program design, now actual coaching, the, the follow-up and, you know, the accountability, uh, then your own, like the time management for your own self, right? So everything from check-ins to this to that to strategy sessions to depending on which gym you work at. So, you know, there, there's a bunch of responsibility, but now you look at, you know, I'd say, hey, talk to a business owner that that would go like, what are some, what are the things that I would have to be doing here, right? And there's a lot, and then start doing those. Take, you know, put your foot into the door and start taking some of those things over, and you'll get some answers because guess what? You're gonna take more ownership, more responsibility, and then you're gonna see like, man, this is really hard, but I like this. Like I can see myself, this is making me better, this is helping me grow, I, I think this is the direction I'm gonna go into. So I think that's a little longer answer to that question, but, but hopefully, you know, like I said, it gives, it gives insight because anything that I go into, um, I get exposure. You know, I've, I've started, actually a while back, started doing real estate. Uh, and, and what I mean by doing real estate is like, you know, me and my friend Steve Krebs, we bought an apartment building in upstate New York, and that was our project. You know, it was like going into doing something, getting exposure. Uh, you know, going through the process and having, you know, a person that manages that building and does this, that, and the other, right? Like then there was another project with obviously buying this building and it was like a two and a half year process, right? Like you go, and then from there I was like, okay, like, man, I, I understand this. I actually, I, I built some skill sets around it. Like, you know, now we're looking at this at third building, right? Like, and we're, and, and I'm dabbling in, in these things because, but without exposure, like that doesn't happen. I don't see whether I like this or what the possibilities are. So you got to go in. Like you, you have to go in and you can't just go in for, like imagine, imagine I'm like, you know, doing something for a couple of months going like, ah, eh, I don't know, man. Like, man, this was a, like I said, two, three year process. And, and I think I shared this before, like in one year, I had 117 meetings uh, around the, just the, the building, right? From construction to, to architects, to the city, to permitting, to subcontractors, to the bank, I mean, you name it. Like, that's one every three days, essentially. And, uh, and like, man, I learned so much, but that's, that's diving in and that's exposure. Um, another qu question for Derek was, uh, which is, it, it, it's, it's taken a little bit of a turn, but this is kind of connected. So what's uh, the biggest thing that you see trainers not doing during their sessions with clients? Um, this is definitely a very loaded question, and, and and part of it is because it depends where you're looking at, right? So, I you know I, I might have my own um, thoughts around what happened because because the thing that I focus on the most is is Vigor Brown and, and and our coaches, right? Like our team, um, and then obviously I'm I'm always looking at the the best of the best that I can learn from. Um, so I'm not I'm not trying to go out and say and, and see what you know people that aren't doing things right are doing right i'm trying to model the best uh but but with that said i, I would kind of bring up two things um 
and you may have, you know, some of it is cliche-ish, but number one is focus and the focus of during that training session, like there's nothing else that exists in that world, but that client or those clients, depending on, you know, if it's a one-on-one session, a semi-private session, a group training session, um, being able to keep your focus on the most important thing, which is the client, I would say that's massively missing. Now, of course, you have this kind of, uh, you know, zero to 10, right? On a scale of one to 10 or a scale of zero to 10, you know, how engaged, focused, and present are you in that training session? It's usually not going to be a 10 or a zero. It's going to be somewhere in between. I would even say that, you know, it roller coasters during that training session. And to become the, the greatest coach that you can be uh, is to be able to bring that number up throughout the training session. And I've, I've talked, more, you know, a lot about, I would say, the, to me, the, the, the tactical and strategic parts of coaching and training session but being there and being present and not being distracted by uh, you know a whole bunch of different things like that's number one and of course you've heard the 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 things that are cliche and you see them online you know the 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 coach that like uh that's on their phone right it's like hey do another five reps they're on their phone they're doing this that and the other uh you know and i think that's kind of like that extreme certainly uh whereas i think that there's a lot of coaches that are doing great things and are very engaged, uh, you know, but how, how do you kind of like push that marker? And of course, then th- there's a lot of things that the mix and mingle here, meaning, you know, becoming better at recognizing, you know, body language and patterns. And, you know, some people don't like for you to be all up in their stuff and, and coaching them too much uh, and being able to, to read like social awareness, emotional awareness, um, you know, having the right cue at the right time, not saying too much, right? Those are all, all skill sets that you build over time. But the overarching theme of that is, you know, being really, really focused during that training session. And look, we understand, right? The more focused you are, the more your brain gets zapped, right? I mean, your, your brain is, is what, like two pounds and it uses 25% of the glycogen in the body, right? Because it's just a lot of work thinking. It's a lot of work being present and, and staying focused. And so at the end of training sessions, like you're going to be like, zapped and tired right but to me like a successful day of coaching used to man i used to be smoked but it was like a good smoke like man i feel i felt fulfilled um versus you know i'm just going throughout the day i'm going through the motions and and um uh like being able to especially if you've been in industry for years or you're going to be in industry for years or decades you know that that becomes a foundational like like habit you know the, the habit becomes are you very focused during your training sessions or do you wither off? You know, do you um, just kind of start zoning out? Or like, hey, you, you know, you've been in an in industry. Back to the whole, are you tired or you know, are you are you tired or are you uninspired? Uh, but you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and like when I coach, man, there's nothing. I love coaching, I love being there. Nothing, nothing else exists for me, you know. And and sometimes I have to remind myself too because we have this kind of dichotomy of like, hey, you know, marketing and putting stuff on Instagram stories, uh, you know, taking a picture. Uh, where a lot of sessions I'm like, oh shit, I didn't do that because I'm so into the training session. So, you know, even having that skill set of like, yeah, okay, you know, you need to market and you need to do some of that, but like, man, go right back to what you were doing and be focused on the session. So that's a big part of that is is, is the focus. And that happens with, you know, being, in, being intentional. It's just like truly being intentional, having reminders, you know, in, in, in last uh, podcast, 
you know, when I talked about courage and empowerment and in class and self-respect and like how to build those, how to have the values and integrity. Well, that falls in line with that, right? Like is is having intention every day going in and being prepared. So that's number two, right? Number two is like being prepared. Uh, I see this a lot. And being prepared is not just a, I got the program, right? That's not being prepared. It's sure it's a part of it. But it's it's also it's, it's coming in on time, you know, seeing how the gym is set up, like what's going on. Is there a bigger team training class? Are you gonna have to move some stuff around? You know, uh, uh, being there as soon as the client comes in, high fiving them, checking kind of their body language. Where are they at? You know, I always uh, I like to say that from a scale of one to ten, a client is always gonna be somewhere between there on an energy level, on energy scale. So uh, very few are gonna come in as a ten. Uh, you do get that here and there, but a lot of people might be a two. And, you know, my goal is to bring them up two points, right? So if they're a two, I want to bring them to a four. If they're a five, I want to bring them to a seven. Uh, but not like, you know, mistake people make is bringing people to a 10, right? So they're really down and you're like, hey, let's go. Let's fucking let's go. Let's, let's get fired up. Like, you know, life is awesome, <laughs> right? That's like, that's not a good bet. Like that, they, that's too much for them, right? Um, so, but once again, that's preparation, you know, having a story on a four by six card for me for when I have when I'm doing team training, small groups or semi privates, uh, that's preparation. You know, and and going into it like for instance that morning or the night before, like hey, what are the things that I'm going to focus on the next day? You know, what I want to get out of that session. Uh, it really is like planning and preparing to succeed. And then you have obviously a target, and guess what? It's a lot easier to shoot at something that that's clear and as a target versus versus not doing it. And you know, coaching is one of those things where it's it's hard, right? To be very present, to be very engaged, to be on point is, is difficult. And so, what happens for a lot of coaches over the years, you know, because this is not just like a, hey, you're new in industry, but like over the years, what happens is it's like that analogy I've shared before of you know a plane on a runway that's just a little off actually there's a there's a true story about this you know horrific accident of of a plane that crashed into a mountain that was just a little bit off right just a little bit off and the sensors of of the compass kind of didn't detect it but just a couple of degrees off on the runway you can't even see it right you can't see it like it's you you couldn't tell like oh that plane is pointing in the wrong direction because just a little bit but after you fly for like 10 hours you know, you're you're so far off, like you're mile, like you're tens of miles off. You might even land in another country, right? And that's how coaching is. That you know, one day you're fatigued, you come in and you're a little less sharp, right? You're not paying attention to clients as much. You're on your phone a little bit more. You come in a little bit later. You come, you know, your energy's down a little bit, um, and you know, and, and you're like, all right, cool. Well, you know, you, you don't really think about it. The next day, you you, you do it again. It's just 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 a little bit, right? unnoticeable. Like the, the slight edge, right? 350, 65 days later, man, you're, you're not as focused of a coach. You're not, as, you're not as on point. You're not as sharp. You're not as on time. You're not as present, you know what I mean? And you're not, you're not I would say, doing what the clients deserve. And, and that's a slippery slope, right? And it's, I believe that what's really important is obviously to have a community of people that keep you in check, that that's not happening. Uh, you know, so that the, whether it's a group, whether it's a team, whether it's the environment, um, but also obviously it's your personal responsibility. And look, it's fucking not easy. Like if it was easy, like everybody be doing it. I mean, you know, like it, it's, it's a dedication to excellence. Like that's what it is. And it's obviously there's discipline that goes along with it, but there's certain tools and tactics that you can employ 
to become better at that, okay? So I'm gonna zap out of here to go to, uh, I will say a second set of questions that we had. All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is always kind of a, the question of what is the one, you know, fill in the blank, book, resource, this, that, uh, it's always very, very difficult because one, it really depends on when you're, where you're at. Like when I spend time with my team, um, and if they do ask for a resource, I mean, usually what ends up happening is we have a conversation. Um, and if you go back to one of the, the, the podcast that I did just a while back called the coaching habit about the seven questions, which is a phenomenal tool for leadership and actually helping people, uh, guiding people to get the right answers or the next thing, right? Uh, it, it really depends. So, you know, one of my coaches, like right now that like that, that big, I would say obstacle is like sales, right? Uh, hasn't done much sales in the past, kind of been avoiding them. You know, now we're at this point where the conversation around it is, you know, how important sales are. Not, not, be, not the car salesman sales, but just, you know, persuading people and influencing people in the direction that they want to go. Now, obviously, for, for him, too, the conversion process, right? Like taking somebody like where he's great at doing certain coaching aspects, but then not being able to, uh, I will say, influence the person to, to make a buying decision, uh, which is certainly hurting them, right? So, so the resources and, and my, my guidance and mentorship is in that direction. Um, so the question is, what's the one uh, thing, the book, website, et cetera, that I recommend for a business owner for finances or uh, I would say financial uh, kind of uh, diligence. Let's just, let's just call it that. And like, once again, this is, this is a difficult one because I don't know which area you're in. Like, um, Rami, Ramit Sethi's book, you know, I will teach you to be rich is a great one for like really basic things as far, I mean, really basic things, honestly, very important things, foundational things, but, you know, paying off credit card debt, like understanding money, understanding, you know, how things work in your personal life, you know, how better, how to better manage budget, invest, um, and, and not get, get screwed really, you know, um, I think that's a very important one, a great resource. And it's not just the book. There's a lot of resources. There's a site. And obviously, Ramit does a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff, including courses and things like that. Um, for, for a business owner, I think one of the better ones, uh, once again, this is a model as well, but it's, it's also a book. It's called Profit First. Um, and the Profit First model, I think, is, I think is one of those things if, like, if a business owner and starting, I don't know, any type of small business, medium-sized business, uh, I think they should have a foundation and understanding that profit first. Uh, you know, being able to pay themselves, but also how to, uh, I would say, distribute funds and just understanding that kind of 10,000-foot, you know, bird's-eye view of, of finances. Because to be honest with you, like many people don't. Um, you know, that transition from coach to business owner um, I think if you have a good grasp, because some, some people say, well, I'm not a business owner yet, so I don't need some of that. And, I, and I, would, I would have you consider that that's not the case. Like you have to understand finances before that, right? How do you invest your money? Do you take, you know, 15, 20%, at least 10% of every dollar that you make and put it on the side? Uh, you know, that's a skill set. You know, that, that was one of the most valuable things that I started doing as a young coach in industry was, uh, you know, one of my, I, I would say my back then boss and mentor and, and now really good, I mean, good, great friend, uh, Chip Swarzell, 
you know, say, hey, listen, man, like, you know, kind of richest man in Babylon philosophy, put at least 10%. I was putting 20 and 20 and more percent on the side. Um, and then I had to only live with, work with the, uh, the rest. But that, that those investments compounded. And obviously, it, you know, those were those were a big that philosophy was a big part of me being able to be very cerebral and deliberate about, you know, saving money to be able to make a huge investment in this building. So uh, these basic foundational principles, uh, I think, are the key. So those are those are the two. Like there's, like I said, there's there's a lot more things that uh, I think in, in, are important. Um, but check into those two. I will teach you how to be rich by Ramit Sethi uh, and uh, Profit First. And I'm I'm honestly blanking on the authors right now, which is it's pretty sad because I should know this, but. Uh, you know, pull that up on Amazon because it's a great book and then you can go deeper into other resources from it. Um, the next one is, I, I feel like I've talked about this, in, uh, but, but I do, it, it comes up a lot and I think it's very important. And the question is how to be more self-confident. So let me, let me take a couple steps back to still to me the most powerful, uh, I would say, analogy or kind of story of, of how self-esteem works. Okay. And, um, self-esteem is pretty much like when you say that you're going to do something, if you do that thing, you get a credit in your bank account. Okay. If you say that you're going to do a thing and you don't do it, you're going to get a debit in your bank account. And over time, those build up. Okay. So for a lot of people, They'll say they're going to do stuff. And this has nothing to do with me telling somebody else. Sure, that, sure that matters too. But the most important part is like you telling it to yourself. Hey, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning. I'm going to do 10 minutes of mobility, right? You get up, you snooze it. Ah, fuck, I didn't do it, right? Boop, debit in your, credit, in your bank account, okay? Uh, hey, before I go to sleep, I'm going to read 20 pages of a book. Come back, really exhausted. Fuck it, I'll turn on Netflix. Watch that, boop, debit. And so... And, it, and it's little things like, hey, I'm going to have a salad for lunch, burger, right? And that starts building up. And so confidence is basically, imagine that you once those debits really build up, you had all this debt and you're trying to gain confidence from something that you're about to do and there's nowhere to take from. You're bankrupt, right? You're bankrupt. But if you do the things that you say and you build those, that credit, Right, and you have plenty. Like you can fuck up a lot too, but you got plenty of credit. So the confidence is there. The self-esteem is there. Now, you might say like, okay, that's all good and dandy, Luca. But how, you know, how do I change? Like, if I've, if I got, if I'm massively in debt with my self-esteem, like, how do I change that? Uh, because look, I, I mean, there's a lot of shit that, that, like, you know, if, if I would be perfect if I did everything that I said I'd do to myself. Right? Sometimes those things are small, but. Man, but I've 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 built that like that credit so high, right? That I can make those mistakes and get back on track. Get back on track. One of the big mistakes, and 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 I will say this is what New Year's resolutions are essentially based on, right? It's like the previous year you you had a resolution, and then you fell off, and then between the year you might have gone up and down and up and down or whatever it may have been, but next year comes around and like all right, this year I'm gonna do it. 
But instead of doing small things, you try to take on big things, right? Because you feel bad like about failing. You feel bad about dropping off. So it's like, nah, man, this year I'm training six days a week and I'm going on this detox and I'm going on this challenge. And on top of that, I'm going to do meal delivery service. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. and I'm going to do this. And so there's all, so it's like, you actually do the opposite of, of kind of like what will bring you closer to success, which is you pile on more tasks. So think about the logic of that, right? Like you fell off having, I don't know, two, three things that you wanted to do. Then you get pissed off and then you take on eight, right? Because you're like, no, this time around, I'm going to get serious. I'm gonna have, I have willpower. I'm going to get motivated. And um, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive where I believe you should do less, Right? Do less, but do it. Do small things, but do them, and then do them consistently. Hey, listen, I'm going to go for a five-minute walk tomorrow, a 10-minute walk tomorrow, and you do it. Bam, and now you hit that credit, right? And like those, those, those debts start becoming smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. But that's the thing is like make it, make it too easy. Right? People go like, oh, that sounds really easy. Cool, and then you should have no problem in doing that. Writing for five minutes a day, that sounds easy. Only until you have to do it. So make things smaller, right? Make things smaller and, and, and make those deposits because once you keep getting those deposits and like, you know, I, I like the th- stuff like the visual stuff when you have a calendar in front of you, you know, and you put the big red X on, you know, day one, day two, day two, because your brain likes patterns. So it's like, let's say you go three days in a row, right? And then the fourth day you don't do something in the morning, but you see that, man, that there's no X on today. Fuck it. Like I'm gonna do this for lunch, Right. Because you want to see that continuity. And after 30 days of a small task, like, man, you feel like you look at that calendar. You're like, man, like I got 27 out of 30 days. Like that's like that's building confidence. Right. So really confidence is doing the work. But confidence is also, you know, doing the things that you said you do for yourself more so than others. Like where I what I I say where it comes into play that, you know, to um, to leverage others, meaning like this is one of my big leverage points. And I've talked about this before that I let like my relationships, like people I care about, like care about, I trust. I don't want to let down. I respect them. I'm going to leverage those people, meaning like, hey, we got a meeting. Fuck it. I got to be there. Right. Hey, I said I said I'm going to do this charity. I, I got it, man. I can't mess this up. I got to be there. Right. That's my leverage. So sometimes sometimes, you know, you may not. I would say have high enough self-esteem to kind of keep yourself accountable. So then use other people. And, and what I mean by that, you know, when I say use, I don't mean that in, in any negative connotation. I mean in the best of, of ways. This is why groups, this is why masterminds, this is why communities, organizations, uh, you know, are so powerful because you connect yourself to them and then you're, you're not just accountable to yourself, you're accountable to the group. Where I do feel, I do feel that like, hey, listen, success is being accountable to yourself. But at a certain point in time, man, you might have so much, so much debt that it's hard for you to keep yourself accountable. So this is when you reach out. This is when you go and, and seek the people you trust, respect, um, and look up to, and you know they become a big source of accountability. And uh, you you know you hear Craig Valentine talk about this. My friend Ken, Craig Valentine, you know the perfect life formula, perfect day formula. Uh, and and I completely agree with it. Like same thing, using the leverage, like not not letting people down. Man, like Jay Ferrugia texts me about some shit. Is like, man, why are you not doing this? I'm like, fuck. And he's right. I don't want to let him down. Right. Like and. And number one is you shouldn't want to let yourself down. But hey, 
th- this is important. Like we are social creatures and why not like improve yourself? You know, we, we've heard about iron sharpens iron, right? I mean, th- that's what it really is. Like use that iron. Maybe you're blunt right now, but use that iron to sharpen yourself, right? And, and somebody else might be real sharp. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like use that, get around that. That's why environments are so important. So that that's the the you know it's it's not obviously it's like majority of the shit that I'm gonna say like most things in life that are simple but very very hard, and and so I think that's 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 kind of the gist of it. But I I I do think if you take that into account and you start thinking in that direction and going like hey how can I put some you know credit versus debit every day into my self esteem. Like you're going to just keep getting better and better and better and better and build on that. And you're going to be able to take on bigger and bigger and bigger things. Um, there's a, a question that I think where it's going, I think I know where it's going, but uh, you know, what do you think of a trainer working for a corporate gym, like, like an Equinox? Uh, also something that I've mentioned before that I think there's, has, there's a, people put a lot of negative connotation to, to uh, like, or attachment to working for a big box gym. I, I think, it's uh, an incredible opportunity because one, it depends how you look at it, especially some, you know, a gym like Equinox. There's, there's uh, you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. But look, if you've ever ran your own business, you understand it's very difficult, right, to, to create positioning, branding, uh, generate leads. And generating leads, uh, and I talked about this with Mike Robertson in one of the past podcasts, uh, is look, you know, you're, you're either going to have to use time or money to, to market, right? And for all small business, the money part is always a problem. And what I mean always a problem is like, hey, you might have it, but you're never going to outspend bigger companies, period. You just, you, you can't. Like, even if you're killing it, like, you know, your revenue is probably like a small percentage of a big company's like marketing budget, right? Like, that doesn't mean you're not doing great. It's just, it's just the way it is. So you're going to have to use time-based strategies, writing content, doing podcasts, doing videos, putting, you know, writing a lot, whether it's on social media, on a blog, guest articles, going to lunch and learns, going and doing seminars, doing, right? I mean, I can keep going with this, with, with different strategies and poles in the water, but when you are at a big box gym, one thing that you have around you is you have a ton of leads, right? Thousands usually. Now, you have other coaches competing against you for sure. But one thing that the gym is doing for you, they're, they're doing the marketing. They're paying for a lot of stuff, you know, the equipment, the resources, the, like all of that, right? Now, you, you may, like, of course, we, I could right now, like, just completely flip the script on this and go, like, and here's all these bad things. But fuck that. Like, we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on the positives and, like, and, and your, your mindset on it. Because this is a great opportunity for you to learn a lot of the skill sets, you know, being focused as a coach, being prepared as a coach, building up your brand as a coach. And more than anything, the most important thing is helping a lot of people transform and getting and, and creating that value and helping people in the world. Because guess what? That, that racks up. Then you have success stories. You have referrals. You have a brand. I mean, you have a reputation, right? And it makes it a lot easier for you. Now, I'm also going to tell you a little story about uh, that that I think is is it's a phenomenal story because uh, one of my uh, business coaching clients, uh, Stephen Thiebert, who is doing some online coaching, but he works at a gold gym. And a conversation became, you know, which direction to go, how to grow. Like, should I open up my own spot? Should I do this, that, or the other? Uh, and you know, th- these gold gyms are 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 not corporate owner franchises, so there's a little more leeway. And obviously, the people that own them. How can do a good amount of they're, they're flexible in what they're doing 
And, uh, and Steve's a, a really good nutrition coach. And so we kind of constructed a plan of, you know, him becoming a, I would say, the leader of doing nutrition inside of that gym and doing seminars, so on and so forth. And then we started working on a presentation on like, hey, how could you implement, you know, nutrition coaching within the gym and actually generate money for the gym? Because remember, it's, it, it's important. What's in it for them? You always got to think about that. What's in it for the big box gym, for the business? And over months, we constructed this plan, did a presentation, and now, you know, he's got his first seminar coming up with already over 100 people registered. Uh, we have a whole plan on the back end on, you know, doing nutrition coaching, and there's 10,000 clients in those three gyms, if not more. Uh, and so that's the client base. So, you know, it's going in the direction of generating a good amount, like a lot of money for for the gym, but also for him, right? And And once again, like, with the perspective of like, man, like these guys, like I don't like them, this, that, the other, like I could do all my own, like you're now missing out on this opportunity where he, he went in and, you know, believed in, in, in kind of uh, the, the direction that I pushed him in that like, hey, there's all these other possibilities and now all this is opening up. And I, like I said, it's just the beginning stages and, uh, you know, who, who knows where we can go from that. But th- this is the different perspective of thinking versus going like, man, you know, like, I'm just working for these guys and like, you know, fuck these guys and da da da, you know, and, and it's like you're now you're missing opportunities to actually elevate yourself. And I, I have this question I always go like, hey, listen, are you escalating a situ- situation or are you elevating a situation? And that and you can do that in anything. Like, you know, somebody sends you an email, you can do one or the other. Uh, you're at a certain you know, business. And maybe that's not the place that you want to be like the longest term. But while you're there, how can you leave, you know, it's like the legacy. How can you p- leave the place better than when you started, right? And, and uh, the all blacks say, hey, leave the jersey in a better place than when you put it on, right? And I, I believe that for everything. If I'm going to be part of anything, any organization, any place, if I leave and move on to go somewhere else, I want to know that I left it better than when I got there, right? And that's part of legacy. That's part of responsibility. And I think that too many people working for another business, even if they don't have like massively aligned values, you know, like I said, with, with some, you know, bigger box gym or something like that, um, you're, 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 you're mi- like you, you're missing opportunities because if you le- left it better than you found it, you in, a, in that process are now building skill sets. They're going to really help you down the line. Okay. And also like you don't, you know, doing it the right way you don't burn bridges you create new relationships new connections if you know it's like the zig ziglar saying like hey you help people get what they want you'll always have what you want and when i worked at vision quest that was my perspective and uh you know interestingly enough full circle now uh uh me and me and chip you know who who was my boss and has done incredible things with big box gyms you know from like i said going from uh 24-hour fitness to pure fitness to 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 then you know buying Vision Quest you know buying and building Vision Quest and selling and now owning the Move Fitness franchise and uh, I've started uh, you know doing stuff uh, I would say there in you know how, how does that happen right like because you don't burn bridges because you, you're you know you're a promise keeper so those are very very important things that like you can either do you know us against them or you can go like hey. How can I elevate this situation? And in the process, you know, learn the most that I can learn and also in, in improve my situation. So how can I help them? How can I, you know, help myself for the good of all? 
All right, there's too much battling. I think every time I have a conversation with a with a person it, that I would say every time is exaggerated, but majority of the times when I have a uh, conversation with a person that works for a you know quote unquote bigger box club, uh, and you can you know and you can laterally take this to any business, right? It's like oh man, like the. They're not. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're not. And you know, maybe a lot of things aren't good, but I uh, uh, or or the way that you deserve for them to be. But you have the capacity to change that situation. You have the capacity to be your best self in there. You have the capacity to take a leadership role. I mean, we talk about leadership. Um, and I just just shot a, a interview with with John Russin. You just check that out on his site uh, about leadership and the five traits that I believe are some of the most important traits. And, you know, the number one is starting with like a personal leadership philosophy. So like just because you 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 work somewhere, it, do, it doesn't mean that you cannot like employ and live up to your values, right? Of your own personal leadership philosophy. And if those things are, hey, like being a go-giver or impact or integrity or honesty or, you know, loyalty, making, you know, uh, making your coaching session the best part of the client's day, right? Having only good days and great days. Like these are all, you know, I would say mantras and values that you can live up to in any place, like in any place, right? If you're somewhere else, you're still an entrepreneur, okay? Which I think most people kind of do very well. So uh, I hope that answers the question, but like I, I'm trying to shine a light on a lot of uh, opportunities, Right, and opportunities rather than than uh, than just looking at the downsides and all the things that are wrong. Uh, we got time for a couple more here, and uh, let's see how to build towards entrepreneurial goals while working with kids, kids fitness, etc. I think the etc. is 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 a difficult one, but you know how to build towards entrepreneurial goals. It, and the thing, the question about entrepreneurial goals is like really comes down to clarity see like and, and the reason why i'm picking this one is because clarity is massively important okay entrepreneurial goals i mean even that that like what does that mean right does that mean having your own business does that mean being an entrepreneur does that mean doing multiple different things and for me it's always like hey whatever you're doing like really focus on becoming the best at that uh and, and but but also at the same time in coaching because this is essentially a little bit of a fitness question here too is uh, you know Eric Cressy just put a tweet out today about like first you have to become a generalist like a really good generalist before you can go and become a specialist and go into a certain niche and uh, I see a lot of coaches now you know like they're just starting and they're like hey I'm an expert at X Y Z and it's like I mean that in and of itself is crazy right because if you haven't been doing it for years and years and years then you can't be an expert in that. So you have to be a generalist before you become a specialist. And when you're a great generalist, you know, what happens is that like you, your width is much bigger, meaning that like, hey, you know, I, I would say we don't have this crazy niche of basketball players, this, that, like we're a transformation gym. But hey, we get athletes, we get people that are, we get a lot of people coming from rehab because we have a lot of physical therapists referred to us. Um, but, you know, fat loss, uh, from you know sports performance in different specific sports to this that and the other but only because you know i coach thousands of people and like i'm being a generalist okay and so one, one i would say becoming a great generalist at the things that you do and then look there's all 
first of all, going back to the clarity, what is it that you want to achieve? Like, and what I mean by what is it that you want to achieve is like, hey, five years from now, like, what's your ideal life, your day, your business? And drawing it out. And that's important because it's like, okay, cool. Well, I want to have a gym. Uh, I want to coach clients. Uh, I want to work on the business. My day looks like this. I have three coaches. Uh, we're doing this much in revenue. Uh, you know, and the thing is, maybe that's not exactly what's going to happen, but you, but you have a target. Right, you, you you imagine about what is it that that you know that that means? Like even um, entrepreneurial goals. Cool. What are your entrepreneurial goals? Right. So you have a target five years from now. Then you can reverse engineer and you have some clarity. And there's like, man, there might be 500 steps between where you are right now and where you need to go. Cool. What's the next one? What's the next one? Right. So if it's like, hey, I'm training, uh, I'm training kids out of another facility. What would be the next step? Well. Man, first, the next step would be to get to making six figures from that. All right, cool. Let's reverse engineer that because the next step after that would be maybe opening my own facility. Okay, but first, we got to generate a certain amount of revenue and, you know, bring some coaches. And, and, and that has a bunch of steps underneath it, right? Growing your groups, having more private clients, having a better system for marketing, better system for sales, systems for, I mean, everything. But then if you're starting to hire, what is that going to be like? Who do you want to bring on board? What are the values of the company, right? Now, I know this can be overwhelming, but, but the thing is, is like you have to have a very clear goal so that you can actually determine what the next step is. Because if it's not clear, like it's like somebody says, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. What does that mean? What does being an entrepreneur mean to you? Well, it means that like I have freedom. Okay, cool. But what is it do you want to be an entrepreneur? Like, what do you want to build? How do you want to serve the world? Right? What is it that, what is, what is the skill set that you want to help people solve their problems with? What, what are the solutions? Right? You have to start clarifying this stuff to see the next step. And then you just work on the next step. Right? You don't have to know all the steps. You just have to work the next step. Right? And the next step is everything from, like, it could be very simple. And I just talked about self-esteem. It could be very simple. Okay? So hopefully that answers the question. But like I said, without clarity, man, you're just shooting in the dark. Um, last one from Chris. How to deal with staff that doesn't understand appropriate boundaries between coaches and clients. I, now, I wanted to bring this one up because it, this could be a fill in the blank, right? So how, do you, how to deal with staff that don't understand and then fill in the blank. Uh, and I would say, like, number one, that's, it, it, it's... It starts with it being your fault and taking responsibility for it. And here's what I mean by that, okay? If they're not completely clear on what the boundaries are and what the rules are and what the values are of the company, then that means that you haven't communicated them well and created that environment of understanding. Um, so that means there's a, there's a lack of, I would say, non-negotiables. Right? So, every, so if, I, if I came in and said, hey, listen, okay, cool. If I ask everybody and say, do you guys know what the non-negotiables are? And I could go specific. Do you know what the non-negotiables are when it comes to you know, coaching client? And if everybody gave me the same answer right on point, then it'd be like, okay, cool, they know. 99.9% .9 of the time, that's not gonna happen. Most people are gonna be like, what, non-negotiables? I don't know what you're talking about. Or maybe they'll say something, but it'll all be different. Well, that means that that hasn't been set and communicated well. So step number one for everything is, and like, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I've dropped the ball on this many a times. Like that, we're coming back and doing a vigor university just to set a whole new set of ground rules and, and raise the standards up, right? In the coming weeks, that's, that's what we're doing just so that we can raise the standards. So with that being said, it starts with you, right? Because one, setting those boundaries, 
you know, set in clear values, standards, expectations, and that way, and then keeping people accountable to it. Because remember, if, if something was done for a long time, years and years and years, a certain way, and then you come in and you go like, well, listen, now we're going to do it like this, right? Don't expect people like, first of all, you have to live by that, like, like you have to live by that fucking like number one. Like you have to be the person that lives that, like lives up to those standards and expectations and for everybody to see that and then to do it for a while, not just for like, you know, you do it for two weeks and you're like, see, like do it like me. No, no, no. You, you can't even say it. You just got to live it. And then number two, you got to keep everybody accountable to that for a while before that becomes the new standard and the new culture and the new values. So, you know, that's how you do it. Now, if you see that somebody is not doing that, then that is a value-based decision that you got to make. Hey, that doesn't fit within our values. It's not, it's, it's, it's crushing the non-negotiables and it's, it's going outside of the boundaries of, of what we want the excellence and communi- relationships to be here. And then you make a decision. You let that person go, right? Uh, sounds simple, it's not. Well, it's simple, but it's hard, right? And I think for every single one of those things, you have to go back to yourself and go like, hey, obviously I didn't make this clear, Man, maybe I'm not, you know, check yourself first. Are, are you living by that, right? Because every single time it would come back to me. Like some shit went wrong. It's like, man, I allowed that. I hired that person. Or like, hmm, can I really say that like I've been living up to this value 100% of the time or like even 90% of the time? But if it's a value, I mean, shit, like you should be shooting for perfection. You may not be perfect, but you should be shooting for perfection and be close to that, damn it. You know what I mean? So that's where it begins, Rather, like, you know, because I could give you the corporate answer. It's like, well, step one, you know, give him one warning, <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and you could obviously that's part of the tactical strategic stuff, you know, like the two strikes you're out or three strikes you're out or whatever you employ in that in that manner. But here's the thing. If you have that, if you're going tactical without first looking at the environment and the foundations of what what has been communicated, then that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Right. Okay, kind of running out of time on this one. We had a lot more questions. We're, we're going to definitely come back to that. Um, like I said, I, I, I enjoy doing those and, and hopefully give as much insight from my experiences and things I've learned um, to where they help you in your career, in, in your coaching, in your business. Um, and with that said, as always, guys, I love and appreciate uh, you know, every single time you guys leave a review, uh, you know, give the five stars, share the podcast, you know, talk about the podcast. Uh, it's been growing a lot more, like I said, people reaching out. And and to me, like what's powerful, like I said, is is that I get feedback on how it's helping uh, people. Like, and if it's helping them move even a little bit further forward, you know, that's all that matters, right? Like, and remember, the, the goal of this podcast is to, once you listen to it, there's a, that you have a, uh, you reflect on it, meaning you have the lesson that you heard. And you reflect on that lesson, you take action on that lesson as soon as you possibly can, which means today, right? If, if you're 10 minutes in and you heard something, man, stop the podcast, go do it if you possibly can, because that's how you'll grow, right? It's like learning, application, reflection, course correction, and then repeat. And so with that said, hey, share it, leave a review. I love and appreciate you, and I thank you for your time for listening to this, and be on the lookout for the next Figure Life Podcast. Coach Lucas out.